Welcome to OTP, On the Podium with your host, Mark Gerdrum. His guest today holds a bachelor's in music education from the University of New Mexico and a master's in music education from Kent State University. He serves with the 44th Army Band and is a director of the Tucumcari High School Band Program. Welcome, Paul Gibson. And now, OTP. And we're glad to have you, Paul. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? Oh, we're doing well. And uh, thank you so much for coming aboard and being on the podium today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. You are a New Mexican uh, native, right? Yeah, born born in Albuquerque. Went to went to Grant Middle School and Sandia mm-hmm. High School, and then University of New Mexico. Great, great. Well, we're glad to see you moving right along. Let's start with your first memory of playing music. Did your parents play music? What's that about? Oh, so my my parents didn't. Uh, my dad said he played flute in middle school, but that was that was long before I was a thought. Um, my uh-huh. this this is a funny one. My my first actual memory is actually as probably a preschool or kindergartner, it must've been preschool, like in 1989, 1990, sitting behind the La Cueva drum line at a football game with my, with my little toy drum, you know, oh, wow. playing, playing along with them. So if, if there are any, if there's any uh, <laughs> former La Cueva drum line members, I, <laughs> I thank them for inspiring me. And that was um, one of the things that I really like to do is listen to, listen to that marching band. Um, yeah. But really, I think my my first memory of actually playing music would be when I was nine, uh, I started taking piano lessons. And mm. my, my brother and sister took piano lessons at the same time as me. I have a younger brother and sister. Uh, mm. I was the only one who actually stuck with it, though. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember how far into the lessons. I took lessons until middle school, but at some point early on, I came across the Star Wars theme, main oh. theme sheet music, and okay. I really wanted to play that. I took it to my my piano teacher, and she said, oh, it's it's too difficult at the moment. And I, I learned it pretty much out of spite, just to, <laughs> just to prove that I could learn it. Right. Um, so I'd, I'd learned that over all of my other etudes and, and right. exercises I was actually supposed to be doing, but that was probably one of the the first memories I have of of playing music was learning right. the Star Wars theme song on piano. You know, I, I asked that question because um, there's always a beginning. It's part of our journey, and it lights the flame, you know, and it it gets us going and moving forward. Um, so, as you went forward into middle school. Um, how did you get into wanting to play the sax and, 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 and going forward there? Yeah. So I, I was, I started at Grant in seventh grade and I, I, uh, I got recruited (laughs) for, for the jazz band. (laughs) Um, and I, I played, I played the keys, um, 
And I, I happen to remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if I was any good, but I, I, I played the keys and, and then I remember looking at the saxophone section and thinking that sounds really cool. I like that instrument. And uh. so the next year in eighth grade, I, I was a somewhat of a late bloomer in, in the band world, but I, mm-hmm. I started in eighth grade on saxophone and beginning band um, mostly because of, my experience in with the jazz band seeing seeing mm-hmm. the saxophone section right right and what type of music back then if not now would you say you know drew you in that you really loved to to listen to and wanted to play well i think probably probably back then it, it would have been the movie themes yeah those soundtracks the the star wars on piano and i remember getting a book um for saxophone and and playing some of the movie themes um it was it was probably the like the titanic theme <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, remember, yeah. I, I remember playing that in in uh after school in, in the band room um wow. but yeah it was it was probably all that popular music and then Later on um, in high school, I, I started gaining more of an appreciation for the for the band repertoire. Um, right. I think my senior year, we played um, we played Ghost Train by Eric Whitaker, and that 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 was a that was a really cool piece of music. And then, of course, the Holst Suites; those are right. those are all really great and have a place in my heart for those things. Yeah, and yeah, I when you said that even though i'm a got i'm a little older than you but uh for me that was uh west side story i remember us doing that in uh in high school so you went on to high, what's in what you went high school sandia did you say sandia yes right and what let's do a plug for your director who did you have over there so the the head director was stuart fessinger and tyler yeah. north was the assistant uh, oh, i think yeah. he i think he came in my sophomore year as the assistant, but he was, yeah, he, he conducted the concert band. Um, so I was in the concert band until my senior year. You know, one of the uh, purposes of this, this talk on this podcast is to, you know, talk to also listeners that didn't have the typical traditional school band experience. Was there any time that you felt you wanted to quit band um usually there's that transition between middle school and high school and then be in in high school what are your thoughts there oh for sure i i remember i remember wanting to quit saxophone several <laughs> times shame shame on you <laughs> oh one of them you're gonna one of them yes it shame on me I, I didn't like the i didn't like the taste of the reeds i don't know what it was but it, it took me probably two years to get used to that but uh, that was that was one of the one of the things that made me want to quit saxophone but then the other one was in in high school i really wanted to i wanted to be in the wind ensemble my junior year and um the only open spot in the wind ensemble was a percussion spot and so i uh. i I debated trying my hand there and right. uh, that didn't happen, but yeah, I would have, I would have dropped saxophone for that. <laughs> In a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's kind of a opposite effect that happened to me. And at Grambling, I 
and my freshman year, I dropped percussion and went to sax. Uh, uh-huh. And um, so I can understand the, the thinking process there. So now we've got you in high school. You're still enjoying music, loving music. And now there's a choice for you to make as you're going to college. Uh, did you decide? It's kind of interesting because I was um, you know, talking to John Sanks a couple of episodes ago, and he had decided he wanted to be a band director, you know, in junior high school, if not earlier. <laughs> Where where were you in your mind at that point coming out of high school and as far as your your music? Coming out of high school, it wasn't it wasn't my plan to go into music education. Mm-hmm. I knew my, my senior year in high school was definitely a pivotal uh, time in my in my musical life. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think it, it had a lot to do with um, the the music that we played and the direction of Mr. Fessenger and Mr. North. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a that was the pivotal moment where I thought I wanted I want to have music as a part of my life, but right. I didn't I didn't know yet that I I wanted to be a music educator. Uh, I actually started in in college as a business major. My first my first. Uh, um semester and then um yeah it was it was the marching band in college that really i i that community just got me and okay and uh switched over my my second semester yeah yeah so if i heard you correctly that when you got into college and you got into the band um life in there that really started getting your mind focused toward that music career. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, it was my, my first, my first semester I did the marching band at UNM and Mm. met, met all, all of the friends I still keep in touch with in in that marching band. And, and I just, I I thought the music world was, was more friendly than the business world. (laughs) (laughs) maybe less lucrative <laughs> less lucrative <laughs> less 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 cutthroat though <laughs> yeah, yeah true that, that, good, good point good point now let's let's go on to your sax playing at that time how were you feeling about your playing um what type of music did you like playing on your sax at that time going into college i i really didn't have any experience with solo saxophone repertoire Mm -hmm. um and i remember the the first first semester of lessons that i took were were really different i i had taken some lessons in high school but they were more to learn to to Mm -hmm. help me out with the the band repertoire that we were playing in high school Mm -hmm. not so much to you know learn all the scales and all the um etudes that that i learned and uh and so that was, that was another eye-opening moment, just to see how how much I could push myself or how much I could be pushed sure. um, in in those lessons. And um, yeah, I, so I, I studied with Eric Lau at at UNM, and and he really um, he was he was a really good teacher, mm-hmm. and I think he 
he he pushed me to my limits you know whether <laughs> i wanted to or not and yeah right yeah. so that was a yeah that was that was an interesting first That's semester and then just it right. i i gained a lot of of skills and and uh and right. everything there right right there you go um you know at that point in your life playing the music uh, you had already decided that that you wanted to go into the realm of music education, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, and so um, now, as a music educator, um, that how do you feel about you know the transfer of getting this this thing we call music from the player to the audience and. And Lord knows, how do you get your students to understand what you're talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's one of those things that if you haven't if you haven't experienced it or done it, it's really hard to understand it. Sure. And it was in my my last year at UNM at Allstate. Uh, I think one of the last years they did an intercollegiate honor band. Oh. Um, the the uh keynote i don't i don't remember what it was jeff jolly uh oh. so, so i'm i'm yeah. i'm stealing his words and I, <laughs> I i when when he said these i i i wrote them down and um oh. i you know i put them up in santa rosa when i taught there and uh-huh. my kids here so he he said he was talking about you know what what kind of responsibility we have as musicians and right. um what a what what an awesome responsibility it is. So his, his exact words were, we are the keepers of the connective tissue of community. We're the liberators of human potential and the human spirit. And we are the conveyors of culture. And uh, I just thought, wow, that's, that's just, it's that's amazing. Deep. And it's that's very deep. profound. Yeah. That's too <laughs> so deep for me. <laughs> it's, 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 it's deep. Yeah. And so I've, over the years, I've tried to I've tried to make it more accessible for sure. for high schoolers. And so it was probably five or six years ago, I decided um, my bands would have a, a creed, so to speak. Sure. And that, that one basically explains our responsibility to each other as musicians to, right. you know, to, to be our, to be the best we can for each other. Sure. Um, our responsibility to the audience and then right. our responsibility to the composer to, right. you know, to play the music that the composer has written to the best of our ability. Uh, excellent point there. Um, in these talks, you know, all the musicians are saying the same thing and connecting with the audience. Also, you alluded to this, the audience responsibility to be receptive to the music and during that whole experience Mm -hmm. and while you're playing, whatever it may be, it could be, it could be uh, heavy metal. I don't know if they still have such a thing (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, and, but um, you know, John, going back to John Sank's uh, conversation we had was that, you know, seeing the connection with the audience, whether it's the clapping or tapping their foot, and uh, my son, Jared, that was uh, playing over in Japan, he one of the things he mentioned about that was, 
you know, how the culture in Japan is so different than in the States as mm -hmm. far as audiences are concerned and how they'll sit quietly and listen to the music. And if you're not used to that, you might think, you know, I don't know if they like what we're doing, you know, kind of thing. But, right. you know, that responsibility of the audience as well. Now, let me take you into, um, you went to Kent State. Yes. And how was your experience there? It was, it was really interesting. That was in it was about 10 years ago. Uh, and so it was completely online. Um, and I think those types of programs were just, just getting going. There right. weren't a lot of them. And I, I really enjoyed it. The, the classes were great. The um, instructors were great. Um, and really the, the whole experience was for, for right. online. It was, it was, uh, I connected with other students throughout the mm -hmm. country and I was able to, you know, we were able to share ideas and, sure. you know, now that, now that everything's so connected, <laughs> it's, it's not a huge deal, but you right. know, 10 years ago, I don't think you were in the dark ages. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And did you do a, um, obviously a lot of playing during that, that time? Not for my degree. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that was, it was uh, just music education uh -huh. in, in instrumental music and choral music education was, was my right. focus there. There you go. And um, so you left there and, and talk about, uh, moving into your music life as an educator at the different uh, schools here in New Mexico. Where did you go? So my first my first job was in Santa Rosa, mm -hmm. and I taught. I was the only music educator in the in the city that I taught fifth through twelfth grade band. Wow! wow. Yeah, the, the fifth grade it was required for them, so I had all the fifth graders, which was yeah. Yeah. Both good and bad. <laughs> it was good because I got I got them all, but bad because right. some of them didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, because you got them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Some would say some would would say that that was the ideal situation. You're you you're born, you're bringing them along, and you reap your benefits and go from there. I I did enjoy that. I liked the fact that. I had control from, from beginning to high school, right? but then I couldn't blame anybody for yeah. how they <laughs> turned out. So, but no, I, during that time, uh, there, they were struggling with retaining band directors. I think I was the third or fourth band director they had had in the, in the oh, yeah. two or three years prior to me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was there for a couple of years. I, I started a marching band. I brought in, um, a crew to do band to run band camp uh, right, the week before right, yeah. during their second my second year there and that uh, was a that was another one of those things where if you if you've never done it before it's hard to explain the sure. the final result I remember my drum majors they I sent them to the drum major camp and they came back and they they were all excited because they had been yeah. been with other drum majors throughout the country and the mm. the band was really confused when they when they got their first set onto the field they 
they were really confused. And the drum majors were like, just trust us. This looks, this looks <laughs> cool. Just trust us. Right. And you know, they, they, they yeah. did it. They, they marched right. a show and yeah. didn't compete or anything, but they, they did right. it. They marched a show. Sure. It was, it was good. Yeah. You know, that's so important, especially for the kids and high school kids to have that student leadership and to, and I'm sure that those experiences will last a lifetime with the students that are now older and it makes you feel old. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is great. Now, how long did you stay at Santa Rosa? Two years. And then I moved to Tucumcari. Uh-huh. There you go. Now you also, um, play in the 44th army band. Talk about that. Yeah. So I, I joined the army band because I, I moved out to these small towns where there's mm-hmm. not a, there's not a, a huge opportunity to play with right. other musicians. Sure. And I, when I, when I moved to Tucumcari, I, I missed playing and yeah. I, I saw the 44th army band performing at all state. Uh, it would have been 2012, the right. 2012 All-State they were performing. And I I knew several of them. So I went mm-hmm. to college with them and went up and asked them, how do you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I auditioned the next day and was Great. shipping yeah. off to basic training that summer. <laughs> how do you like that? that? That is really, you know, for someone that you had a choice, whether you knew it or not. Yes. You, you could have just twiddled your thumbs and said, mm-hmm. ah, I'll just stay out here in Tucumcari and um, Santa Rosa and my musical life will be this. But you chose to take it a step further. And mm-hmm. and more than that, of course, to serve your country as well as, I mean, a big step to go to boot camp. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's no easy uh, uh, task in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you for your service, number one. And um, so you've been playing with them how long? 10 years. I'm coming up on 10 years in February. And you still love it, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's the best job in the in the military for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We get a we get to play instruments and. Right. And get a get a little bit get a little bit of money for it. Yeah. Yeah. We have here a clip for you. You can set it up. Um, you remember this clip that I'm going to be playing? Do you know where it is or should I play it first? You can go ahead. Yeah. I, I, yeah I'll play it. And here we go. is that being taken place so this was our first actual in-person tour after covid and this so this is the uh, part of the 44th army band um called um breaking brass we're a brass band okay. um that was we were playing um round one young blood uh-huh. and so we recorded that in las cruces 
And it was, it was, like I said, it was the first in-person tour. So a lot of our, a lot of our shows were either canceled or, um, or just weren't, right? they weren't publicized well. And so we, we had an opportunity to record in, um, in a hall with, with a professional sound mm. engineer and, um, mm. just to get some publicity type video and, and audio for our sure. future events. And yeah. that was, that was a piece of that. Um, we are talking to Paul Gibson, uh, band director at Tucumcari high school. And, uh, so you, um, have been playing there for a while, but when I saw this clip, Paul, I was a little perplexed and a little irritated uh, <laughs> because you're on trumpet. I am. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> story. So the the brass band, that brass band, we started probably six or seven years ago. And I... I don't, I don't remember why I didn't play saxophone, like saxophone parts in it, but mm. I, I think we just, we had too many saxophone players in the, in the band itself. And <laughs> so I volunteered, <laughs> yeah, I volunteered to play the second trumpet part on soprano saxophone. Uh, and after, after a few rehearsals, I was like, this is dumb. I'm going to just learn trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so over the next five or six years, I've, I've, been practicing trumpet probably more than I practice saxophone, <laughs> but I, I've gotten I've gotten okay at holding down a second trumpet part in the brass band, and uh, so that's that's the story there. <laughs> you know that that's a nice lead into um, picking up an instrument and and continue to play. Um, talk a lot a little bit to the audience and our listeners. For those that um, have uh, stopped playing their instrument, maybe, uh, and um, thought maybe it's a different part of my life, um, why should I? Why should I put music back in my life? You know, it's 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 a constant learning thing. I always tell my students, you'll you'll never be. You'll never master it. You'll there's yeah. always something new to learn. There's right. you know it's you're never gonna get to a point where like well I've done everything I can and I'm right. you know put it away and quit. Right. Um, you know there's always something new to learn. And if if you've if you've stopped that, it's it's never too late to pick it back up and and right. pick up where you left off. If you've never picked up an instrument, it's it's never too late to pick up one and and learn it. Mm. Um, so, you know, learning, learning something later in life, it, it can be harder, but it's, it's never too late to, right. to learn something new. Exactly. And the feeling and also the benefits of exercising your mind, all of that, that goes in, and even just listening to the music, if you can't physically do it anymore, you know how it feels. Um, and so uh, we want to uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Before we let you go, uh, talk about your future. What are your plans on your music in your life? 
so I, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm picking up trumpet. I picked up trumpet a few years ago and, and learned it and, mm-hmm. um, certainly going to continue get, trying to get better at that as much as I can. Um, lately I've been, I've been singing with the Amarillo symphony in the, in the choir with them. And, cool. um, we, we actually just had a concert a couple days ago. It was their mm-hmm. Christmas pops concert. And then they're going to be doing Carmina Barana in March. So Great. I'm going to plan on trying to do that with them singing, singing with the choir there. And, um, yeah, I, like I said before, unless you've actually been a part of it, it's really hard to explain it, but I, right. I, I'm always in awe of when I'm a, when I'm a part of a group like that, I'm, it's, it just, it's always crazy mm-hmm. to me how, how amazing it is just to be, just to be a part of, right. of a, of a group or an ensemble and, yeah. um, and having the music around you. Yeah. Yeah. Just being a part of making that music. And I, I don't know if I've, I'm not, I've just gotten good enough to where I can, <laughs> I can be around and be a part of the, the really good musicians. And that's, right. that's the thing that, that always gets me is how, right. how awesome it is. There you go. There you go. Well, look, thank you so much. You're, you're actually right now when this podcast um, publishes, it will be, in the second semester. So do you want to say anything to your future self in the spring? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope, hopefully my beginning band will <laughs> not go, uh, we won't go crazy in the spring. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Keep on them. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it, Paul. You're taking the time uh, to be on the podium. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, we, uh, Wish you getting something out of this. Pick up an instrument. Keep listening to music, playing music. And uh, let's get out there and play all the right notes. You've been listening to The Podium. If you would like to be a guest on The Podium, email the show at onthepodium2 at gmail.com. That's O-N-T-H-E-P-O-D-I-U-M-T-O-O at gmail.com